Welcome back to Tacoma FD. Tacoma FD. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Tacoma FD. Talkcoma FD. Tacoma with an L and a K. Talkoma. Talkoma. What do you got? You got um what is that? This is the, the set deck. The set deck. Also known as set decoration. Yes. These are the people who decorate right. our sets. And they made this lovely Tacoma FD shirt. Sweet. But it says set deck. On the back it says it too, but I'm not going to turn around tonight. I'm How about going, you? I got sound. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. The 695. Yeah, I got my sound, the sound guys. Our boy David Alvarez, who's been our sound guy since Puddle Cruiser. Yeah. In 19, the 1990s. Ooh. And uh, so I'm I'm repping I'm repping the sound department. You today. are repping it. Look at that, aren't guy. you? I here's my other wardrobe change. I flipped yep. my hat around backwards. What? Yeah, that's crazy. It, does it make me look too broy? Do you yeah, think? Yeah, a little bit. It looks a little broy. Should but... I turn it back around? I'll do it. It's funny because they, you know, in one of the episodes, I think that was Ike's flashback hat. It was like, well, I'll just turn my hat around and it'll look like a flashback. Yeah, uh, as if that's what a young man does versus an old man. Sure. Young, I find myself still wearing my hat backwards from time to time. I do it uh, only on very specific occasions, like when I'm eating cereal. Okay, yeah. Because you got to drink the cereal bowl. Sure. And I can't get with the hat brim, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll flip my hat and then drink my cereal bowl. Yeah, you look so young with your hat on backwards. You think? Yeah. You say. Look how young you look with your hat back. Really? Should we just do it all this way? Oh, my God. That took like 10 years off your life. Sup, bro? Hey, bro. <laughs> Want to go skating, bro? Yeah, bro. Maybe do some shots? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, when I turn my hat backwards is when I'm like wearing my baseball hat and I do like handiwork in the house. Okay. I have to get it like under the sink or something sure, like that man. or get into a tight spot. You know, flip my hat backwards so my brim doesn't get in the way. Got it, man. That's fucking great. Hey, let's talk about this episode. So all this right. episode- 410. Is firefighters only? Firefighters only. Done with the dating game. Tired of being lonely and lame. Hey, hey, meet your ultimate flame. Hey, hey, on firefighters only. Firefighters only. If you fight fires, come meet your match. It's a jingle. There's a jingle in there. We got for a it. jingle in there. This is um, uh, written by our friends Mike Colbert and Mike Pelletier. The Mikes? The Colbert Mikes, and Pelletier? We call them. And then directed by who, Kev? This kid. But, but on the call sheet, it would say directed by Steve Lemmy, and then it's crossed out. <laughs> and in its place, Kevin Heffernan. True. Why is that? Um, well, you got COVID. I got COVID. Everybody knows I got COVID, and, and it lasted uh, somehow. And it, well, because what happens is you shoot, you know, in this situation, we were shooting kind of like three episodes around the same time, and uh, you you block shoot them is what it's called yeah. in the business, and you shoot a bunch of episodes at the same time, and um, we were trading off, right? And um, you were uh, scheduled to do this one, and then I remember... I was driving from, uh, in a, we were on location scout, and I was driving from the bar that we shot the last episode in mm -hmm. to the house that we shot the barbecue episode in, and I got a phone call, and it said, Steve Lemmy has tested positive for COVID. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because that's like, it's not that I don't care about your health. Thanks, Kev. It's that uh, that creates a, a number of problems in the shooting of our television show. <laughs> right. <laughs> health be damned. Logistics. 
Logistics. And so my mind started, you know, spinning to figure out how we were going to uh, lessen the blow and mitigate the problems here. And um, so one thing I thought was, well, you know what? Let me schedule to direct this episode. Yeah. Why don't we just flip flop it, and he can direct my episode down the line, and I'll direct this episode, and then Lemmy doesn't have to be there for everything or do the prep. I'll do it. Do you think there's something wrong with us that, like, because when you got COVID. <laughs> my you know i didn't think about your health either but i didn't think about logistics what i thought about was how it was that you got covid i was sitting next to you when you got covid right and i didn't get it and i could just make fun of you for having a weak immune system right but well like what's wrong with us that that the other's health is not first and foremost yeah you're it's true i mean and also mine was you know very early in COVID where you just didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. That was that first you season. You got COVID and you didn't know who was going to die. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, uh, thankfully, as time went on, you didn't, uh, and those I didn't. concerns, you know, right. got less because of the vaccines. But, you know, I think. But when you when you got COVID. Yeah. You know, I should have been more worried. I mean, respectfully, you know, like. You're right. We were like, you know, he's got. And I should have, too. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, and then I was thinking like, okay, what can we shuffle? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. And so, uh, it ended up where you had done a shitload of prep for this episode. Right. Um, and then I just took it over. Yeah. How'd that go? How'd that go? <laughs> because, and I hadn't done well, a shitload of prep on the episode that you had to direct because it was farther down the line, but you had the, been through the process of doing a lot of the prep of this already. Correct. Correct. Uh, it went fine. I mean, it, but this is a complicated episode. I, in fact, I would venture to say. Like, I know I was bitching about the barbecue episode in terms of, like, just the scope and, yeah. the, of, and the, the parlor comedy element of that. But there is some tricky stuff in this episode. Uh, there is. But the, I'll tell you the beauty of this episode was was that, you know, when we talked about it, we just came off of two episodes we were out in the world. Right. And this one was back in the comfort of our cocoon mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. of, our, of our station. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. I was, I was looking forward to it. It was like, oh, good. We're just blocking and shooting inside of our break room in our garage and or whatever. And so there's something comfortable to me about that. Sure. I mean, the things I don't like, we can talk about them. Like there, there's all this head measuring we'll get competition to that. stuff. We can get to that. But I think uh, for the most part, I was happy to get us back into our into our home base. Yeah. And um, so, I, you know, I didn't mind. I, I had a good time. And, I, I, you know, we had to take you out of... Uh, a few things and there are some things that you didn't get to participate or, or be there for like i like that, that opening the fake commercials are really very fun but we shot that when you weren't around i really wanted um, to be there for yeah that. and but there are certain things uh that we had to take you out of some yeah. some scenes because that so the opening scene you know this was the whole episode really or like you know that that plot was inspired by those the farmers only.com commercials right, which we found fucking hysterical absurd farmers only.com is the new online dating site for Farmers, ranchers, and good old country folks. You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. City folks just don't get it. Well, well. that being said, it's more than just farmers now. Now it's like, you know, Christians only and yeah. whatever only. And, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of these. And you see the commercials and they're always something very funny about, uh, hey, if you guys are exactly the same, date each other. You know, I mean, there's just something very funny about that. Yeah. You know? And that's and honestly, it's like I, I always like, you know, like pulling back the curtain a little bit and, and telling people like this is how we come up with. Our show, you know, it's like it ain't rocket surgery. It ain't rocket surgery. It ain't rocket surgery. But it's like you see farmersonly.com. Hey, why don't we do firefightersonly.com? And the thing you just brought up, Christian Christian Mingle. Yeah, I saw that thing. I'm like, 
That's just a great name for a guy named Christian <laughs> Mingle. Write that down. That's literally, there could be an episode about a guy named Christian Mingle, sure. but like, this is how we come up with. Yeah. But I, well, the inherent thing, that's the inherently funny thing about a firefighters only uh, dating site, which makes it, makes it funnier to me than even than the farmers only, is that, you know, we know this, we know that um, firefighters, uh, I think the numbers are 97% male in this country, yeah. you know, maybe 90, 95 now, I don't know, but still ridiculously overwhelmingly male see three percent women what kind of dating app is that that is a terrible business model ike that would not make for very good uh dating website where you got 95 males and three females three percent females and and unless you were a gay male firefighter i guess so. in which yes. case you are a yeah. pig and shit or unless you're a female firefighter in which case you are and a pig fucking styling yeah. if you want to date guys in the same job that you're in. Yes. So um, so the idea is that, you know, Gabe is involved in this business and it's, you know, it's a dumb business to be involved in because uh, 97% to 3% doesn't work right. for dating pools. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, so we thought that was a really funny idea. Yeah. And I, you know, it's like, look, I, I know a lot of people swear by these things. You know, I remember when we made, uh, when we shot Beer Fest... <clears throat> my character Finkelstein. Yeah, I play a character named Finkelstein, and uh, I created a a fake um, dating profile. But like in real life, like you were like in in real life, because like so as Finkelstein, because, why? because you were kind of workshop. You're trying to get into your character, or whatever. not at all, <laughs> no, not okay. at all. You know, we don't do that but, around uh, here. People know in Beer Fest, you play uh, Finkelstein, and and he's a Jewish uh, scientist. Yeah, um, and that's part of the plot is the fact that he's Jewish because he goes up against the Germans. Um, but he and was, so you, uh, kind of, you know, but based on like, got like, lost in that, in that, well, character. he, he looked like, um, uh, you know, the Sean Penn character from Carlito's way. We had receding hairline Afro, <laughs> you know, real like a Simon, you know, like a, like an art Garfunkel. Sure. Looking exactly. type of thing. Garfunkel, yeah. Glasses. Yeah. A nerdy guy. Yeah. You wouldn't pick him for your football team. You would not. He would not be on your football team. He couldn't even carry the the, the jock straps, <laughs> sure, you know. And sure. uh, but he could he could work out your game plan. Yeah, he's a smart guy. But as a joke, we thought, why don't while I'm looking like this, why yeah. don't we create a dating profile and J date and see okay. if and to explain what J date is. J date is a Jewish date. Uh, it's a Jewish dating right. site for those of you who've never heard of it. Right. So like Christian mingles. Christians is just for Christians, and right. J date is just for for Jewish people. Right. So it's a dating, online Jewish dating site. Yeah. And you created a Finkelstein page? I've created a Finkelstein page. We want to see how much action Finkelstein could get in, in this world were he to sign up. And, you okay. know. That's a very interesting exercise. Yeah. And so, you know, like, uh, I probably lost them on the tagline, which was, uh, I like the Rolling Stones, smoking bones, and eating scones. <laughs> Maybe they knew it wasn't. That's a joke, your J Day tagline. That was my J Day tagline. Like you know, under like you know Charlie Finkelstein. Yeah. I like the Rolling Stones, smoking bones and eating scones. Do it in the voice though. I like the Rolling Stones, smoking bones and eating scones. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> but then the next part was and, was, you, and there's a picture of you as Finkelstein with the with the baldness and the glasses and the thing, right? The whole thing. And he's the hero of Beer Fest. And at the end, you know, he gets the eye of the Jew, sure. and, he, and he does Takes that final yeah. final chug. The eye of the Jew. He's got the eye of the Jew. Thinks our anchor man. Come on, trust me. Trust me. Okay, so you, uh, what happened? You break this. I didn't get anything. Nothing. No hits. Nothing. Not one hit. 
Really? Yeah. I have to admit that one kind of hurt. Wow. Because I, I was like, do you think people smelled that it was fake or no? That, like I said, I go back to the initial, you know, the the like I was hoping that that like the the Jewish community would be like, oh, he likes the Rolling Stones smoking bones. So he get, likes to get high and then yeah. and eating scones. He's got a sense of humor. Right. And he's smart. Right. <laughs> but they didn't see it that way. The ladies of, uh, of jday.com. So nothing. Not even a nibble. Huh? Thanks for nothing. Not even a nibble. No, th- those ladies were like, you should be so lucky. Do you still have the eye of the Jew uh, um, contact lens? I do have the eye of the Jew contact lens. I mean, that was a big thing. You got fitted for it, and the Star of David goes into the eyeball. Yeah, it goes in my left eye. And yeah. uh, you have it. You have it sitting around. I still have You're it. You pop it in every once in a while. That's uh, You're pop it in only when I'm around the Joymans. <laughs> the uh, that's a great. That's one of my favorite souvenirs. That, and then I've got the two, the some of the yarmulkes. The yarmulkes, right? And there were some good ones. There's like a basketball. Uh, you know, I had a basketball. I had soccer ball. Yeah. I had like you know multicolored. I had you know obviously like uh, I had a Team USA one. Yeah. Um, you know, like I had velvet. I had big. Yeah. I had small. Yeah. Uh, there were like symbols and sayings. I had like one with a smiley face on it. Right. It's stripes. I love that. I mean, polka you know. dots. And then my. And you're a hero. My favorite one is the last one when we're in Amsterdam. And it says, uh, My parents went to Amsterdam and all they got me was this shitty yarmulke. <laughs> and, uh, right? Because we were just having some fun. Sure. We were just having some fun. Sure. Anyway. So, I'm sorry um, about your J Day thing. Have you, have you ever done. Uh, online online dating in general have you ever done no online dating? no i like i'm a purist i always thought that like there was nothing that well i don't i don't know what that means by pure i mean like that's the way of the world now well so i've had com- several conversations yeah. about this and like you know but i was always like i mean I've, i know people who found the loves of their lives and married i know people who have found their their mate yeah in that situation you're saying no well uh, so you know look it's like i i you know, met my wife the way I, I, I always thought it was nice to meet somebody. I feel like you, you went on dates before your I've wife. I've been on dates. But with, uh, but through an online thing. No. Never? No. And okay. I shouldn't say it like that. Like, no. Yeah. No. No, because that's fine if people want to do it's that. It's fine. I mean, I don't date. I like meet, stuff, so you know, I, like I, meeting in person and yeah. there's a spark and electricity. Well, you do meet in person after you, you just, did you, you know, after you connect online. Wow. So let's meet. Oh, I mean, okay. So, so like, I remember. Why am I defending online dating? I mean, I mean I'm just saying. Online. You're being very dispar- disparaging. No, no, but I'm very disparaging to it. There was like that. Uh, there was like that period of time, like when when uh, MySpace started. Right. Where like I remember that like back in the eighties. Like you, but you and I remember you and I did a uh, an intro for the Broken Lizard page. We did, yeah. And the Broken Lizard page was, like, the, the gag we did was that I know what MySpace is and you don't. Right. And you were like, tell me what this MySpace is. Yeah, what and is I, MySpace? And I said, it's really just a, it's a site, you know, basically, like, you look at people's pictures, you decide who's cute, you click on it, and you say, hey, I think you're cute. And okay. then they text you back, they say, I think you're cute. And you say, should we meet up? Yeah, sure. And then you guys have sex. And that was right. the joke I made. Okay. And so there were a couple times where then, like, I got a little message. And I remember the first time it happened, somebody yeah. was like, oh, you're cute. And I was like, thanks. Yeah. And then they were like, no, you said to say that. If I say you're cute, then you'll say I'm cute, and then we're going to go on a date. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, you're cute. And then, you know, you go on a date. And did you go on a date? I did. Oh, okay. So then you did do it. But I'm not intentionally, way. like, okay. and you know, right. like, uh, but, you know, I, I respect and appreciate that people, a lot of people defend it. They were like, well, sometimes you work, like you can't. Yeah, this is the way, this is the way of the world these days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and then, like, and then you got into, like, the Tinder and things like that. Sure, 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 sure. But that's, you know. Those are the different kind of points of view that we tried to convey in this thing where some people were into it, some people were not into it. I think it's a great idea. 
Most of the guys I meet are intimidated by my job. That's what I'm saying. That's why you should sign up. I can give you guys a friends and family discount. Anybody who wants it. Basic Proby package is $59.99, but I might be able to work a little deal in if you're interested. No, thank you, Ike. I have a policy. Never shit where you eat. You do that all the time. Yeah, I do. But I'm not going to anymore. What? And then you have Farmers Only. <laughs> and that inspired Firefighters Only. And, you know, and so the cold open of the episode yeah. is based on that commercial. Which was a blast to shoot this commercial. I wasn't there. I know. I had COVID. You and you were scheduled to shoot it. And then I shoot it, shot it. And... um you know, we had some fun actors came and join us. Uh, Marie Buck plays the first uh, girlfriend. And then uh, Monica Ruiz is the firefighter woman. And then this guy, Jim Woods, is also in it. And, and um, now Jim Woods, uh, a little backstory, is that he was originally scheduled and um, to uh, play uh, episode 404, the porn burning guy. And he's that guy. We told the story before. He's the guy who got COVID that morning. Yeah. And devastated, he couldn't do it, and he was upset, and I think he probably thought, oh, fuck, that's it, and then we gave him this part. Do you know why that is? Do you know why that is? Because we're the nicest guys in Hollywood. We felt bad for the guy. We sympathized with him. We said, you know what? It's probably Kevin's idea. I was probably like, fuck him. (laughs) No, no, just kidding. It was like, let's put the guy guy. in another role. He earned the role. We thought he was funny. Let's get He could play this part. Yeah. And And it was a fun part. He did a great job in this uh, as the annoying boyfriend. You said we'd go kayaking together. They're class five rapids. It seems pretty dangerous. Try running into a burning building. No way. (sighs) And Monica Ruiz was famous. She uh, grew to infamy, I suppose, because she was the the girl in the Peloton ad. Oh, right, right. Now, so the the Peloton ad. Was it like a Ryan Reynolds thing or something? So that's part two. Okay, okay, go. Sorry. She was in the the Peloton ad, which was the famous one where it's a husband gives his wife a Peloton for Christmas. Okay. Oh, and there was like a bunch of backlash, right? And she works out for a year. And, you know, it's funny because she. But what happened is people thought the message was bad. It was sexist. Oh, you were out of shape. A husband gives this to his wife. Take this, right. As a gift. And she works out. And she's. And at the end, she like. She looks worried. Yeah. But like in her defense, she said she went on a talk show and she was like, that's actually just my face. But like <laughs> their their stock tanked because of that commercial. Peloton's right, stock right, people were mad. dropped. They thought this was sexist okay. and not a healthy message. Okay. To send. And then but then she was kind of blackballed. And then Ryan Reynolds put her in an aviation gin commercial the following year as the same character where she's in a bar okay. and she yeah, chugs okay. an aviation gin okay. martini with a couple of her girlfriends. And so right. she and and then she was in Tacoma FD. So she's right. doing great. Monica, she was delightful. And and awesome. uh, and the fun thing was that those guys got to improv a lot and because it was the nature of this thing. For first responders, finding love can be trickier than navigating a stairwell in dense smoke. Oh, oh, what the heck? You got your axe in my med bag. No way. You got your med bag in my axe. Two great things that go great together. Hey, maybe we should date. You know, that's the fun kind of acting where, you know, you don't, you know, look into the camera and acting all ridiculous and arch and, and bad acting and overacting and that kind of stuff. And I, I think those guys had a... And continuity errors, you know, right. like uh, where in the one scene, Ike has the axe and he walks off and the next scene he, he's walking into the next frame and he doesn't have the axe right. anymore. Oh my God, fucking, you, 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 the, the problems that, sen- uh, the shock waves that send through a set 
yeah. when you're intentionally doing bad continuity, like there's like four different people whose job it is to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. And they don't get the fact that you're fucking with them. And like they, you can't do that because like the props guys, they're like, he's got the axe in this show. You, you got to have the axe in this one. No, no, no. That's a joke. Yeah, but... Nobody's going to know it's a joke. They think that I fucked up. And you're like, no, 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 it's okay. Yeah. No, 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 this is what the joke is. He doesn't have the axe here. He has the axe there. You yeah. know, whatever. And your AD, your assistant director, whose job it is to make sure you're not fucking up because you'll look bad if that happens. The AD is going to say something to you. Right. The DP is probably going to be like, you notice. It's usually the fourth person that comes up to you that's like, hey, you know. You're like, yeah. I fucking know. Yeah. Okay, All right, everybody, you. gather around. Yeah. Let me just explain yeah. the way this is going Crew on. meeting. Yeah. That's actually not what happens. We're the nicest showrunners in Hollywood. It's rocket surgery. Yeah. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. Oh, I love that tagline. That's good. You should get a t-shirt of that, man. Uh, Blue Chew, please come out with those t-shirts. <laughs> Let's get some merch. Wouldn't that be great if Blue Chew had some merch? Chew it and do it. Yeah. And uh, we've got a special deal for the listeners. We do. Uh, if you go and uh, you try Blue Chew, you get it free. When you use our promo code... Talkoma, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. That's T-A-L-K-O-M-A. Talkoma. Mm, that's hot. That's making people horny. Uh, use a checkout. You pay five bucks for shipping, and um, you get your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for details. Safety instructions. You should be a, a sex professor for bluechew.com. You think so? Yeah. I think I would be very, like, uh, rudimentary, very strict. No, but that's okay, because, like... You know, look, we're all their target audience. Right. You know, because everybody wants to be better at sex. Right. Not me. You, you're, you're content just to be... Yeah, I'm good enough. Regular? Yeah, I'm good enough, bro. All right. Well, when good enough <laughs> isn't enough, bluechew.com. Thanks for sponsoring our podcast, Blue Chew. Greatly appreciated. Hey, buongiorno. Chi fine. Okay. I have only been studying Italian for one minute, and I already know how to say hi. What's going on? in Italian, okay? If you want to learn another language, the best way to do that is immersion, living in a place where the language is spoken. But since nobody really gets to do that, the second best way to do it is with Babbel. That's the sound of learning right now. That's one of my favorite sounds. Here it is again. That's the sound of learning with Babbel. So I don't know if you know this, but one in five people has learning a new language in 24 on their bucket list, okay? And if you want to learn a new language, then for just 10 minutes a day, Babbel will have you speaking that new language in just three weeks, conversationally, practically saying, hi, how are you? My name is Steve. Where's the restaurant? Where's the bathroom? Where's the office of the president? Any of those things. How much does this cost? Practical stuff, everyday stuff. So you can communicate without using one of those clumsy apps. Now, if Babbel can have you be doing this in three weeks, imagine what you can be doing in a whole year. When you learn with Babel, there's that sound again. Okay, so we have we have a uh, a deal for our listeners. Okay, so our listeners will get fifty five percent off. This is a limited time, fifty five percent off of your Babel subscription, but only for our listeners by going to babbel.com slash talkoma. Okay, so that's fifty five percent off your subscription by going to babbel b a b b e l dot com slash talkoma t a l k O-M-A, okay? Studies have shown that 15 hours on battle is equivalent to an entire semester of college. What does that say about our learning institutions? They are not as good as battle. 15 hours on battle will have you learning a new language, okay? 
And if you want that live classroom feel, you can actually go to Babbel and they have live classes as well with professors uh, seven days a week. So it's up to you. 10 minutes a day with yourself or uh, however long you want with the, with the live class. So uh, go to babbel.com slash talkhoma, 55% off your subscription, and you will be speaking Italian or Spanish or Chinese or Japanese or Swedish or any other language you so desire to speak. Okay. Ciao. That means goodbye. And then we got to make a fake jingle, which is also good. Sing it. Firefighters only. If you fight fires, come meet your match. Jason O'Connor, our composer, got to sing it, and he loves cheesy singing. That's one of his favorite things in the world, I think. Because you know why? Cheesy singing. I think he just calls it singing. Because I think that's just what he likes to do, like, which is why he's perfect for the job. Sure. You know, like when, like, sometimes we have to pull him back. We're like, can you, yeah. can you make it not cheesy? <laughs> he knows this. He, uh, maybe Does he, he doesn't know it. Yeah, maybe. I but you know, know, there are times where it's like, you could, we're like, hey, Akana, take out the fucking thing. Yeah. Let's, can, let's, let's lower the cheese. Like he, cause he'll, he'll do some like heavy breathing in the background, like, <laughs> you know, and you're like, Jesus, Akana, like we're not asking for cheesy we want this to be a legitimate thing mm-hmm. you know or like oh, 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 oh. Yeah. and in these circumstances it was like go as cheesy as you can right cheese it up yeah there's more cheese on that chip. extra cheese yeah i'll take extra cheese on that yeah, chip. for 50 cents um okay the other uh funny plot in this aside from firefighters only is this um the big head plot mm. which we have tons of fodder i mean there was tons of i mean the reality is, uh, I've always been known to have a big head. Well, but you guys, uh, this is, so this originated in Broken Lizard. There was a long period of time before yeah. we got down to brass tacks and figured it out, where you guys always made fun of me for having a huge head. No, it's a, fa- a huge no. face. Oh, <laughs> there's a distinction. We made fun of you for having a big face. Explain. Well, because I want to know this, right? This face, right? It's wide. And then there's this. See, so there's you know there's this and there's this, so you uh, and particularly when you were drinking or um, getting out of shape, you would uh, you would go this way, yeah, right, uh, and you'd have a fat face, and that's what we make fun of. Yeah. But uh, in terms of having a big noggin like a ham hock, okay, it was always uh, between me and Chandra Sekar, right? Because Chandra Sekar has a deceptively like large. Uh, you know, kind of teardroppy kind of head. He like a ice cream cone head. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like mine is just a like big he looks like round me- head. he looks like Mega Mind. Yeah, right. You're, you're like pumpkin head. Right, right. Like your, yours is just, but it's like hereditary. My dad's got a huge head. Huge. They used to make fun of him in college. What they call him, like brother Cinderblock? Uh, I think they called him Moon. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I think his nickname was Moon. That's fucked up because he was just a fucking big headed dude. And now that's me. And so it was always. And then in Broken Lizard, we would have, you know, contests to measure the heads and things like that and see yeah. who had a bigger head. And um, one of the more definitive ones was when we shot Quasi. And because um, we had to have some sort of a, 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 we had wigs, right? We were getting wigs made. Everyone had a wig in Quasi. Yeah. And so uh, Lorna, our hair person, uh, brought someone in to, to make the wigs and they measured the heads like very, you know. Very officially, well, so, very professional. Yeah, with Broken Lizard, we did a, a Taylor tape measuring contest right. to determine. Yeah. And we determined that uh, Jay, Jay has had the, the largest. Head. Yeah. And you and were after me. him. I'm in the middle. Yeah. Then Soder. Yeah. 
And then Stolhansky got a little pinhead. Yes. Like, I, I would think that Soder had a little bit of a smaller head, but Stolhansky has the smallest head, right? But Soder, I think you could, look how I do that, around the microphone. Yeah. Uh, but Soder's a guy, I, I would like to measure him throughout the years as well, because Soder also got pumpkin head. Like, okay. Like when he, you know, as like, time went on? Well, Soder's a dessert guy. He loves desserts. And now, like, sweets. Yeah. Like right now, he's got skinny head. But there was, I remember when we were on the uh, Super Troopers publicity tour, I remember one time, being in the Century Plaza Hotel. Yeah. We were in Los Which Angeles. no longer is there. No longer is there. Yeah. And looking down from like like 15 stories up, and I could see Soder swimming in the pool. <laughs> and I could, and his hair was all wet, and I could tell it was Soder by how uh, like globular, like globe-like okay. the head was. Like and he, how much it was moving the water around? Yeah, well, like when he got in the pool, how much the, the water rose when he dunked his head under. Right. Okay. No, but but so then yes, we were doing quasi. Yeah, and, and we uh, we all had wigs, and so um, and that was an extensive. And they process. made like casts of it, like somebody has it, like they made those. You'd had have a special wig uh, head, you know, where they put they'd keep, they'd rest your wig, yeah, and then that would tell you how big your head was because it so wasn't made them. that wasn't just about the circumference, that was about the shape, yeah, everything, and also the the density, yeah, at at certain spots, yeah, and you know, like if you have dense and stuff, like they want that wig to fit perfectly, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I've always had this head issue and we've made fun of it a lot right. in this show. Um, you know, we, we had that episode, I think it was in season two, uh, where I get that head honcho hat from yeah. the big hat company. company, And then- Company. Um, company. And so that was that hat episode. And that's where I, 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 you know, we talked about this in the past, right? That I have these hats. I get these big head hats. Yeah. And where, you know, I could never find a hat that I liked because they wouldn't fit me right. It looks like Babe Ruth's little hat. And then um, I found this company uh, because I had gotten this hat. This I found this Chevy hat when I was driving to Chevy. Chevy gave me the hat. And inside the hat, it was from this company called Big Head Caps. And, and you know, if you look, and I think I've done this before, right? Can we, let me see if I can, can we, can I get that? No. Yeah, there it is. You see it? On my close-up. Yeah, right there. It says, uh, it says cranially, uh, I'm too close. I'm sure we've got a photo. Probably got a photo. It says cranially endowed for the cranially endowed. And these are extra big hats. And they, you know, put logos on for you or they, they have a lot of logos or whatever. And so, you know, I had ordered a couple of them. And then when we started doing the show, I told Kelly Kwan, our wardrobe designer, I was like, you know, hey, if we get hats, I need to have a bigger hat. And so she started ordering these hats. And then my brother, who's got a big hat, you know, head, started ordering the hats. And then uh, the guy who wrote this episode, Mike Colbert. Yeah who has a very large head Huge. and loves to wear hats and, and ended up not wearing hats anymore. He started wearing these hats. Yeah. And Cul Culbert's one of those, one of those guys who like, so, you know, it's like really, I, I'm like, when I gain weight, I'm a fat butt guy. Sure. And then, and then <laughs> Which we've done, and then it goes to my face last. Right. Uh, when Soder gains weight, he's a, he's a fat head guy. Culbert is a fat head guy. Like he, his head starts huge, <laughs> right. but then I think he gains weight in his temples. Okay. Like his temples get fat and then it, it starts up here and, sure. and then comes down. Okay. And he knows this. Right. If he, I bet he's watching this right now and his face is getting red. He's also a red faced. <laughs> uh, but he had trouble finding hats. And so he, you know, he also, but also what's great is that he was able to write things in this episode based on his own personal experience. You know? Some of the pain. Some of the pain. And it's like, that's what we did. We had, you know, the Beats uh, headphones and then the eyeglasses, which we got, what was the name of the company? Plump Head Eyewear yeah. was the name of the company <laughs> <laughs> that we uh, we did. And we just, we, we did all these jokes about, you know, the big head thing. Yeah. You know, the turtleneck. 
Oh, the turtleneck. Yeah, well, so this is... True story. Well, I had a, a treasured sweater of mine. It was a, a, a nice, like, gray and white and black... Let's admit it, though. ...turtleneck sweater. It was a, it was a woman's sweater. It was. And so it was kind of feminine. Uh, and you stole it from a previous girlfriend. It had belonged to a woman. You stole it from her. It looked great on me. Yeah. It was you a shame. You tried her sweater on it. That looked so good and you stole it from her. It would be a shame to not <laughs> wear that sweater. It looked so good on me. And it was a turtleneck sweater. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Which also is funny. Turtleneck sweater. Hey, hey, man. That's like, you know, turtleneck sweaters are cool. Okay. Like that's in the wintertime. You ski chalet, you pop on a turtleneck sweater. I mean, come on. You know, it makes your, it's like a, look, what that is to the nineties and the aughts is what like these big, long hipster beards are to the, to the twenties. What the turtleneck sweater is? It's like, uh, you know, like a lot of guys with no chin have these like beards now and it's yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. they all look strong yeah. with it. Turtleneck sweaters give men a fat neck. I know, I, but this was not like a, like a man's turtleneck sweater. This is a woman's turtleneck sweater. It takes a sweater. man to wear a woman's sweater. It's kind of like pink. You know, like a lot, there are guys who are like, hey, nice pink shirt. And you're like- yeah. It takes a, a man who's secure with himself. No, no, no. This is not talking about color. I'm talking about this was actually literally owned by a girlfriend of yours. Looked good on me too. And you took it from her. And then you know what happened? <laughs> and then you know what happened? You know how I lost- it all over the place. You know how I lost that sweater? I didn't lose it. Mm -hmm. It got taken from me, but not physically. Well, it got ruined. It got it, tainted. It got destroyed. <laughs> because one night, one night, and it was actually, it's actually- we had a party. It was the first night that Puddle Cruiser, our first movie, that's right, was premiering on the Sundance Channel. The Sundance Channel, right? Our Puddle Cruiser, yeah. And so we we had been renting a house in uh, in Laurel Canyon. Yep. And uh, and we had a party. Yeah, broken lizard party. We had a broken lizard party. Great party. Showed the movie and everything. Oof, good party. And uh, you know, Kevin got into his cocktails that night. I I, uh, I had a few drinks. I mean, you know, it's one of those deals where it's like when you know you don't have to drive. Yeah. Because you're having a party in your own place. Yeah. Then you can get fucked up. But so, you know, it's kind of like a barbecue. <laughs> so, you know, we're having some beers. And let me just give you a couple highlights of the night. And I'll finish with the, with the turtleneck. <laughs> the turtleneck so, story. It was also my birthday. It, it was your birthday. It was my birthday. You're right. Where we were celebrating your birthday. Yeah. Yes. And I was, of course, on my birthday, I was wearing my best turtleneck. But so, uh, so first Kevin wanted to give a toast. And we had, we poured shots of tequila. Right. And he wanted to give a toast. And there were like a bunch of guys and girls. One for the, you, a toast for you. For, for me, for, for my birthday. For Lemmy. Yeah. And, and the lead actress <laughs> of uh, of um, Puddle Cruiser was there. Right. With her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. K-Ren, yep. And so, you know, Kevin started the toast. So, you know, I just want to say, Steve Lemmy. And then like, for some reason, we got distracted from it. Uh, the Not yet, not yet. The booze have been done. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Got it. Okay. But it was like something happened. Like somebody came in and was like, hey, okay, okay, and then okay. we like answered that question. And then it was like, okay. And then Kevin was like, okay. And now I want a toast to my friend Steve Lemmy on his birthday. Mm -hmm. Steve. And then like somebody else came in and said something. Right. And then, you know, we got interpreted again. And then Kevin came the third time. And then somebody was like, oh, more beer has arrived. Yeah, the, the somebody just got back. They have a car full of. Yeah. let's go and load it. Yeah, and so now you've been you've been at this a few times, but whatever. Sure. So we're like, oh, put everything, put it down. Went out to the car to get cases of of bottles. Yeah, and apparently you've got a trick knee. Well, my knee sometimes gives out. Yeah, so Kevin's <laughs> knee gave out. Right back in the day, they called that a trick knee. Yeah. And his knee gave out, yeah. and he dropped the case. Dropped a case of booze and and shattered oh, a number of beer bottles. Terrible. And now he, we were ragging on him. Yeah. And like the kind where like 
you're blinking because you're like you're tearing up and you're trying not like we're ragging on that hard about being that much of a putz and like and some girls were around he looked like a buffoon but i was drunk so who cares but he was drunk and then so he he came he came back and um and, and now there was also, I think, a girl there that I, I liked. Yes, there was a girl that you were maybe, you know, wooing. B- wooing. 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 Yeah, right. And uh, so anyway, we came back to the speakeasy where we, that we had in our house. Yeah. Same group of people. Now Kevin's embarrassed and he raises the, the glass. He does the toast, a very nice toast. Yes. And then does the shot. Yeah. Now in all that time, the reason I told you all that stuff was he forgot that it was tequila. I forgot what was in the glass. Yeah. Could, could. You know, you have, that, you have that moment where, like, you drink something and you think it's something different than what you drink, and you're yeah. like, holy shit, this is fuck, you know, whatever. Yeah. I had that moment. And tequila's the kind of thing, like, you kind of like to know yeah, yeah, that it's yeah. tequila in there sure. if you're doing a tequila shot, because sure. that one's going to punch you in the face. Yeah, because if you're doing it, you think it's vodka, yeah, and then it's tequila, it's, it's different. Or like a woo-woo or something <laughs> which you are accustomed to drinking, and you're a Jolly Rancher <laughs> shot. Sure. But it's tequila. Mind eraser. And immediately uh, he snarfed it up and it came through his nose and mouth. Yeah. He spit the tequila across all the lead actress in our movie, the girl yeah. I was wooing, yeah. the lead actress's boyfriend who was sober. Yeah. Across, uh, like and in, you. In my face. Yeah. And now, and now his nose it was is a spit burning. Take. It was a spit take. It was a spit take. Yeah. So that was one highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number two was the girl that I was wooing. A little bit later, was uh, trying to tell me she's like, you know, I'm I'm not really into like like the fraternity lifestyle. I was never into like any of the like the, like the the bro stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm like heavy binge drinking. Yeah, you know, like drunkenness and everything. And at that moment in time, I feel uh, somebody pelvic thrusting me from behind, and it's Kevin Heffernan who's simulating, uh, you know. Fucking me. That from, means that we're good friends. From behind. That means that we're good friends. And I'm like to her, I'm a mate. This doesn't. He's just drunk. He's uh, yeah. I, he doesn't. This does not represent me in any way. Yeah. This is not who I am. In fact, Kevin, <laughs> can you please stop doing that? That's quite offensive. Um, at some point in the night, Kevin also started to uh, air air band with uh, the standing lamp. Yeah. Of the woman who owned the house. Yeah, I broke it. Who was running to? He, he destroyed this yeah. thing. Doing ACDC. Doing ACC. and but I did go out the next time I bought, I replaced it in a walk of shame moment. But the, ultimately, it was yeah. the sweater. Right. At some point during the night, he said, "Hey, let me, let me try on your ex girlfriend's sweater." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, fine." We all thought it would be funny, and he he took it and put it over his head. And the first thing it was the head. You could hear the stitches on the turtle. Yeah, you hear it rip. Ripping. Yeah, the stitches were ripping yeah. as I was pulling the turtleneck over my yeah, head. Yeah, not a gentle rip. And I'm like, no, uh, 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 that's right. This is my. That's my turtleneck sweater. It's my birthday. I'm wooing a girl celebrating my first movie being released on TV sweater. <laughs> I stole it from my old girlfriend. <laughs> and then, then you put it on, and it was it was tight, tight, yeah, super tight. Tighty, but I mean, tight. just getting the head through it, you know, was, it was like. It was like a baby being birthed. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It was like coming out of that birth canal. Yeah. And, and same way getting it off, too. It was like getting it back around your head. But by that, when I put it back on, the, the sweater was dead. Yeah. It was hanging off me. It was stretched. It had no more uh, pull, give. No, it had no action. No more action. Yeah, yeah. It was done. No elasticity. And the neck was, was a joke. Do you have that sweater still or no? No. I threw it out right after that. You mean, but you didn't keep it for like posterity or anything? I didn't want it anymore. It was sullied. That's a terrible thing to say. Yeah, I wish I still had it. We used to do a comedy routine. We did. Wow. Looks great. Very, very slimming. I love it. Fantastic. It's ribbed for my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. The sweater's awesome, dude. Dude, I used to love it. But 
in this whole but, thing, yeah. we said, okay, what is this head measuring contest actually going to be? Right. And and we drew from some of the things we've done in the past yeah. in terms of like just measuring with a tape measure. and Right. But in this case, you know, we've rigged it. We've rigged it, you know, because now you're, you're, you're gaslighting Terry. And, yeah. Um, and then we tried, we did these other things. We had, we had a couple of different ideas, but we did the weight thing. And then we did the water displacement thing, which yeah. uh, ended up to be maybe the biggest pain in the ass of anything we've ever shot for yeah. me as a director. Uh, just because there were so many, I mean, whatever, we don't have a lot of money to do this stuff and, and we don't have a lot of time to do this stuff. And there are so many elements that you don't think about where you have a guy sticking his head underwater, then blowing up a balloon underwater right. and displacing the water. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to, to do any of that shit underwater. Well, so and I don't know if you remember this, but like that was part of my contribution. I had COVID and part of my contribution while I had COVID was to just do a test. Right. Uh, in, in my hot, in your pool, in my hot tub <laughs> to see. So Lemmy's got COVID. He's sitting in his hot tub. Yeah. Drinking a beer. Yeah. And, uh, and not watching footage. And, uh, uh-huh. But I put the balloon in my mouth and got underwater to see how possible it was. And what I discovered was it was impossible. It's impossible. Because you can't breathe in to blow out. Yeah. Because so you're underwater. But I, you'd breathe in and then... But underwater, yeah. like, there's water pressure. Yeah. And so to even get that balloon to blow up a little bit was virtually impossible. Yep. And in fact, it would just... You'd shoot the balloon out of your mouth before you could get done. I reported back. I, I filmed it. <laughs> Unfortunately, right. I looked for footage of it, and I think I must have deleted it because it was such a, a colossal failure. It was. Yeah. We realized you couldn't do that. You can't do that. We also had one test. Well, there was the weight, the head on the scale, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was one that we wrote, and, and I can't remember why we didn't shoot it, but like it was it was the head density test. Okay, yeah, yeah, the tuning fork. Yeah, we were going to bang a tuning fork <laughs> on somebody's head and, and measure the sound it made. Yeah. But I don't know why we didn't do that, because that's such a funny gag. It's a funny gag. Uh, it's actually, we shot you proposing it. Okay. Uh, and I think we didn't ultimately use it. Okay, now for the tuning fork. That's you know, exactly whatever right. Whatever it was. That's exactly right. On to the density test? No. Forget it. Congratulations, kid. Okay, so so those were the different contests we did. But yeah, yeah the, uh, the, the one that was the biggest pain in the ass was yeah. the water displacement test. Because also one of the reasons why it's such a pain in the ass is because you've got to get two actors putting their head underwater. Yeah. And if you don't get it on that take, you have to dry them yeah, and change their the clothes yeah. and clean the floor. But and... then for him, also with that balloon, we had to have a tube. We put a tube in there uh, that causes the b- balloon to expand. Yeah. Um, and then you, you had uh, bubble issues, right? Because the bubbles were coming. Okay, I can't remember. What we decided what to do was to reverse the footage. We would fill. So that the balloon would start full and he would suck the air in. Yeah. And it would look like, he's, and then we reverse it. It looks like that's very smart, right? The problem is then the bubbles are going in the wrong direction. They're going down. <laughs> in the reverse. And so um, I think we clean those up VFX. Yeah, bubbles don't go down. Yeah, they go up. And so I don't know. There's, it was a fucking headache. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay, well, I did it. We did it. Uh, the other thing, very much like um, the turtleneck, you also used to have a, um, a coat that you used to wear. Back in the old days, mm. I'm going to try my best to find a picture of it. But my tasseled coat, your tasseled coat, my green suede, which was something you would always wear on, and it was like early '90s tasseled coat, long hair, earrings in both ears. The coat also belonged to a girl. That's true. Fuck. 
But you thought it was like very Mick Jagger, that coat. I love that coat. Yeah. I was so sad when she took it back. Oh, God. And this was not, I'm not trying to be, be all like, like Casanova. Yeah, and that's another gal who uh, yeah. gave me No, another. but what it is is you just steal clothes from your old girlfriend. But, but she lent that to me, and she wasn't a girlfriend either. Sure, she She did. wasn't a girlfriend. Sure, she did. Uh, but the idea was to put Gabe in the coat like that. Right. Uh, you know, once Gabe starts cashing those checks from firefighters only, yeah. he starts spending some dough. Yeah. And one of the things he does is get a coat. Yeah. Uh, and then, in, you know, in the end, Granny's wearing that coat, too. Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, and then we went out in the world. We went out in the world and we did a, a fire. This is the closest thing we have to a fire, I think, in, in the entire season. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just putting out a fire at the, at the uh, ice cream factory. Yeah. The Tacona factory. Tacona ice cream store. Yeah. Tacona or, ice cream store. Really, it's an ice cream parlor is what they're called. Yeah. Um, but that was fun. I mean, it's actually, um, uh, it was fucking unbelievably hot that day So hot, and nobody was happy to be in those firefighter outfits. And that's when cousin Bill gets fired up. You know, he's like, you think we complain about it when it's too hot outside? No, we go do our jobs. Yeah. You know, so you do the same thing. And, um, and this is season four cousin Bill. So this it's season not four like cousin Bill. Yeah, not shy like, cousin Bill. But your coat. Top button, let's go. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I think he had he had some issues with some some of yeah, us. Yeah, you, 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 some of the some of the people were trying to cut corners. You know what I mean? Okay, that, that doesn't fly with cousin Bill. Yeah. yeah, this was my first day back from COVID. Oh, was? I think so. Okay. Yeah, you may be right. I think so. Yeah, we were out in that parking lot because I had missed the whole episode, but I believe yeah. this was my first day back. Yeah. Hot day in the uh, the, the the summertime. Hot in the valley of, of California. Yeah. Everybody's whining. I know. Except for our guest actors. They were good. We had some good guest actors. We had good guesters. We had Austin J., Alex Joseph, Callan David, and Tatiana Carr. They played those other firefighters. Yeah. Um, that were in it, the, and they were fantastic. And it was nice because, you know, you have someone come on a, on a day like that, and they get to put the... It's like playing dress-up, right? Like, they love that. You, they're in these firefighter offices. are great. Uh, us, the rest of us... You know, we're like, oh, I got to put the firefighter out again because we're jaded, you know, fourth season people. Yeah. It's nice to have that fresh blood that's happy to play dress up. Hopeful young actors. It's good. They young good bloods. Job. Young bloods. Did a good job. We also, um, you know, something about this scene was that we, uh, this was the, the third in the uh, the Mickleberry's mom. Yeah. Uh, trilogy story. Yeah. You sticking the knife in that you had sex with his mom. And say hi to your mom for me. You bastard. What did you mean when you said say hi to your mom? What? What did you mean? Say hi to your mom. Nothing. Did Cap fuck my mom? It's one of my favorite moments. It's great. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Tell her I'll return her to her next sweater to her next week. Yeah. <laughs> but I left it to Terry. It's going to be all uh, stretched out. It'll be all stretched out. Ah, fuck it. Um, hey, you want to do a gag reel? You want to watch a gag reel? Kevin Harold Heffernan. I thought you would never I mean, never who loves ask. bloopers? You I love, love bloopers? I love bloopers. Right. I love gag reels. Okay. Let's go to the gag reel. Bloopers! Let's see what you guys got. How much, how much heifer you guys got? They got it all, baby. I love they got it. it all, baby. <laughs> These guys, they know how to frame you. <laughs> Wait, is it, am I on camera or just these two? Um, yeah, you're on camera for sure. No. No. Hey, Gary. Just, just a bit of Yeah, flex your right arm. So just try it, would you? I missed you. <laughs> now try one where it's like not your cock. Like, like maybe just hold it like. Well, um, well it depends what you're into, I guess. That'd be Actually, don't, don't direct him. I'm going to direct him. No, huh? I can still tell him a little can bit. Can you shut up, please? No. Thank you. Is <laughs> 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 too much? <laughs> oh, 
shit. Yeah, get him, Carrie. Yeah, get him. Get him. How was that, everybody? You happy about that? Oh, brother. Oh, come on. <laughs> you have to. Huh? Well, I was upgrading it for free. You weren't supposed to keep upgrading. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Trickier than navigating a stairwell in dense smoke. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fired. <laughs> Let's get you out of this chair. This no, okay. Just be careful. It's a gravity thing. Let's go. go. Oh! 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 You're doing great work. Thanks. You can let me, everybody. Forget it. Wait, wait, just wait. Kev, yeah, we need to work out. You what do you mean? mean? You'd be cool as if like we came back for season five of Tacoma or anything, Super Troopers three, and we're just jacked, just ripped. Yeah, like when you see Gabe, you, that's like like that. Like, where he's flexing. I'm like, God, it would be so nice to have those muscles, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. I well, I mean, like many things in my life, I I, I just write it off now. Never gonna happen. It's I over. Running a marathon, never gonna happen. It's too late. Yeah. Um, fart joke always a good thing though. You're, you're, I, I, you know, fart jokes are okay. I, you're more of a fart joke guy than I am. Well, I mean, you did it in that clip. You sat on my head and farted on me while we were shooting. I mean, what do you want me to do? That's not a fart joke. That's just a fart. Okay. But, I mean, it's a fart joke in the context of it being included in the bloopers. Well, let's briefly give a little history of the uh, the head fart. <laughs> the head fart? Okay. I, I feel like... You, I mean, that was like... That was a significant one. I got you there. Yeah. I, I got... Uh, I got somebody, I, I got uh, your stand-in, and I might have gotten you in episode 110 in the fire when you're like laying on the ground. Right, right. But, when you're uh, indisposed, when you can't move. Yeah, like... And you're a victim. Well, so like, you know, when did it, did it start before Slammin' Salmon? Uh, I think it certainly grew to prominence, but I think beer fests, there was definitely a lot of farting. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a lot of farting on the set of but beer But who, who started it? Was it like you and your brother? Yeah, like, there was a, it was like a, you would, you would kind of sneak around because we we're so f uh, familial. It's so collegial on our right. set that you would go around and you'd fart uh, on people when they weren't ready. And they were, it was unsuspecting. But it, it started off innocent where it was like, you put your butt up against their leg and boop. Yeah. Or if somebody was in a chair, you'd put your butt on their arm and boop. Yeah. You know, and they could feel it vibrate. <laughs> you know, you can feel it. But then like yes. somebody's tying their shoes. Yeah. You hit well, them. we did it in the Slam Salmon when it was, it got a little ridiculous Slam Salmon because like, I remember one time, like you'd go around and you'd fart on the grips or whatever. I'd fart on my brother or whatever it was. Yeah. And, um... There was uh, one day where we had a guest actress who came who had never been on the set before. This was her first time. And, um, and a very erudite actress. Yeah. And um, so I, I wasn't paying attention, and my brother was there. And I, it was early morning, first thing in the morning, and I went up, and I just farted on him. And I turned around, and she was sitting there looking at us. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh Jesus, this is my first. I'm the director of this You're fucking the director, movie. And it's the first day meeting her. This is the first time I ever met her." 
and this is the this is the the image this is the the impression i leave with her yeah and uh, i was like uh and then you know whatever she had a great time and we all had a great time and you realize that uh, everyone likes a good fart joke well i mean but it's like that like i don't know maybe we could get in trouble but like you know it's carried on certainly to coma fd and i remember even after at the end of was it season three when uh when jess uh you know one of that one of the ac guys yeah uh, yeah he ate a, a full i mean an elaborate jar yeah of beans so there was a there was a can of beans that somehow got left on the set and i'm not talking about like a little can i'm talking about like one of those like tubs of beans yeah and it was on the set for the whole set. It was a season for some reason. No, no, it was like sitting on the set for the whole season. And people would joke like, where that fucking can of beans? It, it was in the garage in the app floor. Okay. And it's like, what are these beans? And then, and so it was like, he decided he was going to eat those beans. After a full season of them sitting there, he was going to eat them and then fart on you on camera. After, because I had gotten him a, a number of times. Right. And we he did it. Tails A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There he goes. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't tails. Oh, it stinks. I'm sure oh, it, it fucking stinks. You know, and I feel, I, 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 I don't feel badly about this, but like his job is, uh, you know, is to put the marks down. Like when you, we do something called right. marking, a marking rehearsal where, you know, all the actors get in front of the camera, figure out where they're going to stand. Yeah. And then the camera department puts down little marks for the actors and that's your mark. And they're going to measure the distance for focal reasons. Yeah. And... That means he's down on his knees always in front of you. And that means you're going to turn around he's gonna get farted and on. get him in the ear. Well, you are. But like there are, I mean, in terms of a sexist thing, there are some female people like Andy. There's some female people who do the same job, but you don't see farting on them. Uh, and that's sexist of me, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So I should fart. On everyone. On everyone. <laughs> but Jess got it a lot and got it bad. The grips are always getting it. Yeah, uh, I mean a lot of people. The sound guys. Well, with the grips, it. you're doing them a favor because the grips don't shower. They, they like, stink anyway. You're giving them a little eau de lemme. A little incentive <laughs> also to maybe bathe once in a while. Okay, you, I hear you. You know, I hear you, brother. Ah, oh, the poor grips. Uh, boy, they boy. they get it from us. Ah, farts. Um, okay. Oh, did I? I didn't ask you. Did I ask you in the last one? That should. This is where appropriate. Yeah. Um, how did I do? Like when I took over for you as a director, are there things where you're like, ah, oh, he totally fucked that up. Or, oh, man, I could have done that better. Did you find yourself saying that a lot? Uh, no. In fact, it's it's the opposite. Like, I was glad. Really? That I didn't have to do the water displacement <laughs> and all that stuff. Because, like, from a directing standpoint, that's stressful. Okay. And, and those, like, look, we love to, this whole thing is a puzzle. We love to, we love to solve uh, the puzzles. Yeah. But there are some where you look at them and you're like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, true. Good job. Wonderful. Thanks, man. Great Good job, Good job, Kev. you too. Thanks. I'm glad we can um, help each other out in times of need. You're an, like excellent, that. You're an excellent director. Thanks, thanks for- And friend. Thanks for covering for me. Yeah. That's what a real friend would do. That's right. That's right. Good. <laughs> See, that's what, you know, in the, uh, when, you know, <clears throat> when I eulogize you one day, Kevin. Yeah. I'll, You've done it. You did it in Beer Fest. I did it in Beer Fest. He had this habit of- Swallowing his food whole. I called him the tiger shark. I used to joke that if you cut open his belly, you would find a, a license plate and a tire and half of an eight-year-old boy. One time, he farted an entire plum. 
I was plumb surprised. I always told him to try to chew his food better, but he never listened to me. But that was Landfill. He was a fat asshole. But, um, he was my fat asshole. Do you know that my eulogy for you in Beerfest was so good yeah. and so emotional that we had to reshoot it? We had to reshoot it. You're right. Because we shot, we shot it once and it was so tender and heartwarming that they didn't think it was funny enough. Yeah. They thought it was going to bring people down. Yeah. And so we wrote uh, that I once saw you f uh, fart an entire plum yeah. and I was plum surprised. I was plum surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, that made the cut. That's a good joke. Yeah. And, and the other one was like, you know, some people thought he was a fat asshole but he was my fat asshole. Yeah. And then I came down and I, you know, wow. I chugged a beer in your face. Coming back around. That's again. it. That, back around you know that is, that's comedy 101 right there. Okay. That's actually 201 because that's a little advanced. Sure, sure, sure. Coming that's, back around. That's an advanced tech. Bring that joke back around. Yeah. Um, all right. Next time uh, we're going to talk about 411, which is uh, an awesome episode. Terrific. With an awesome guest. A dream guest. Mr. Tony Danza was yeah. in that episode and uh, it was a pleasure to work with him and... Uh, I look forward to discussing that episode with you. It's a panisi for life. It really is. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time on Tacoma FD. Yeah. Tacoma FD.